Welcome to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. Every two weeks, we post podcast versions of one of our free training videos, or you can access our videos now at beyondordinarywomen.org. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, I'm Kay Daigle of Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries, and I am delighted to be here again with Ornita Taylor, author of the book, the language of healing for a polarized nation. In the first video, we talked about an opportune time. What makes this an opportune time? If you missed it, you'll want to go back and watch or listen to it. In the second video, Arnita talked about the five practices of a peacemaker. And if we want to be peacemakers, it is so helpful to, to learn from Arnita and her co-authors about those practices and how to implement them in our lives. It's a very practical section of the book. And in this last of our videos, we're going to talk about operating in shared spaces. So Arnita, talk to us about operating in shared spaces. Well, you know, we, none of us do life in a vacuum. Uh, this is very a very interesting dynamic. What I've learned is many people don't have in their private spaces people who are very different than them it's normally people who are very similar to them but when you step out of your door and you go into the public sector of of life uh, that's not the case so sometimes it's a conundrum for people to know okay well i'm in a shared space now uh, do i enforce my will well no because you're in a shared space, you're not you're not in your private spaces. So for some people, just making the shift mentally, then now I'm in a public space uh, is something that they've not had to consider before, or or either they've assumed that it's just like it is in my private space. And so operating in shared spaces, understanding uh, where the bias you bring into it, and understanding that there's probably more than one solution. There's probably more than two solutions because uh, the two keep us polarized, but there's probably other, other solutions on the continuum that are very, very much doable and perfect. And uh, how do you want to invite people to the table? Do you want different people at the table? If you don't, you don't have to fake it. But if you do, here's some things you probably need to consider and posture yourself to be able to do it so that, again, that person can find nourishment around you and not toxicity. Uh, as a result of their interaction with you. It's so true that we're often just living in a bubble where people look just like us and think just like us and believe just like us. And it's easy to be there. It's a lot harder to reach out to people unlike us where we might feel threatened by their views of the world. Um, and of course, we white people are really the most guilty of this because we're the majority. And so it's easy for us to hide within our group, within those that are most like us, and not reach out to anyone unlike us, not have even one good friend of a different color, of a different origin, of a different social level. And the church hasn't done a very good job at this either. We are comfortable with things the way they are. We're comfortable with hearing the songs we like instead of wondering what might be some other people would like. Could we get them to come to our church? It's, it's harder to try to understand 
it's just much more comfortable to stay where you are and not feel threatened at all. So what would you say are needed to leaders in majority white churches? How would you encourage them to move toward diversity? You know, it's really interesting being a pastor myself. Diversity is taught in church. It's just not racial diversity. It's almost like diversity is racial diversity is uh, a taboo. Because let me tell you how I know diversity is taught in church. We, we teach about diversity of spiritual gifts. It's okay that everybody doesn't have the same spiritual gifts. We talk about it all the time. We talk about diversity of purpose. We talk about diversity of destiny. We talk about diversity in lots of areas. But when it comes to the racial diversity, political diversity, of course, if I'm looking at 100 people, there's 100 roads of diversity in that place, whether it's educationally, uh, financially, socially, relationally. There's so much of it. I think bringing the awareness up to, you know, there is racial diversity here. If I am a spiritual leader and I look out from my pulpit on Sunday and I see different people, then I need to be aware that there are going to be different ideas and probably stay as neutral and as theological as possible so that I am not polarizing. So goes the leader, so goes the people. So if the, lead, if the person speaking is polarizing, then, then you're setting up yourself to have a polarized con congregation. So just mindful, being mindful of that uh, at all times that diver racial diversity was spoken of all over the Bible. We have Hebrews, we have Romans, we have, oh my goodness, go read the word, go read the word. So it's there and they navigated through it. And a lot of the teachings we have, we have because they were fighting racially and ethnically uh, that, that's just part of the Bible. So I think just going, leaning in toward that rather than being threatened by it. I'm concerned that the word threatened is, is there. That, that tells, tells me a lot about the uh, level of ignoring some realities that spiritual leaders need to go toward. Now, I'm encouraged. I'm in some rooms where people are talking about this very much uh, in, a, in a good way, but there just has to be movement after talking. Church staffs have to diversify, not only staffs that have to diversify, but if you're going to be a multicultural church, a multi-ethnic church, you're going to have to shift your culture and don't make it a program. What I see is people bringing in one speaker for one week and it's a program. I'm talking about shifting culture or having the capacity to shift culture. So uh, it won't be easy. This is very complex. But I, I do think we, we select the diversity we want to talk about in the church. How do we invite more conversation within our churches, maybe in other venues like small groups or others to talk more about diversity? Uh, well, I'm a small groups person. So I, I think it's going to always be better in a small group roundtable discussions. Maybe take a Wednesday night, a midweek service and have some roundtable discussions and use this information is fodder for those discussions. Okay, we wrote a workbook for people who wanted to take it into a more small group. That's where life change and transformation really happens. And in those groups, you get to sit with people you normally wouldn't sit with and understand a different side. Uh, that's the perfect context, but certainly uh, to be able to break yourself into a smaller group uh, environment. You know, if, if I'm in leadership, we're going to talk about the diversity that God loves that's divinely come to the planet 
and we're going to talk about our inability to handle it and what we need to do to look more like Jesus to be able to handle it. So I think small groups are a perfect venue uh, to explore this. Of course, your leaders have to be trained and facilitating these types so that they're de-escalating and not revving up uh, stuff. But I think that's the perfect context. Okay, you know, uh, when we talk about small groups, I am happy to facilitate groups through a language of healing for polarized nations since I'm kind of uh, an author and to help people unravel and unturn some of the rocks that perhaps they wouldn't have. If that's something a small group or a church is interested in, I'm happy to provide that. I've done that quite a bit, but not with evangelical churches. I've done it with some mainline churches more in the North, some Episcopal churches and, and that kind of thing. And uh, I love the diversity that that brings to my thought process, but I'm, I'm happy to do that. And Wayne and Bob can join me as well if that's something uh, your listeners are interested in. And so what is the best way for them to get in touch with you in, the, in that case? The best way to contact us would be at languageofhealing.com or we have a whole website about language of healing and there's a place for you to contact us on that. Or you can just contact either one of us on Facebook. I think we all have pages or uh, things like that. Or just any email address for eight would be fine. Eight at arnitawillistaylor.com will be fine as well. But a languageofhealing.com is probably the best. I highly recommend that you read Ornita's book and hopefully even work through it in a small group setting. I was able to work through some material on the racial divide a few years ago with a small group and it went very, very well. But of course, everyone there was interested in being able to understand each other. That's why we were there. We wanted to hear about the experiences of people who are unlike us and understand better. So I think a real key in these groups is to really have a desire to learn about one another and believe that we can understand rather than going with a desire to change or argue. Our neatest book is Language of Healing for a Polarized Nation and you can get it on Amazon. So Arnita, do you have any last words for us before we go? You know, I, since our audience here is Christian, uh, I really want us to be mindful of how we show up in the world at, at all times. Uh, this is a time where even though the local church perhaps hasn't been a champion of diversity and equity and inclusion, this is a time for us to really step up uh, and take the, the right opportunity to be able to do that. You know, do we want people to feel loved? and accepted as, as God has made them. And we have the qualities, we have the word, we have the Jesus, we have the Holy Spirit. We have everything we need to do that. It's just let, let us take our boat in that direction now. And uh, it's just time, it's time. I, th I think this is a real uh, test from the Lord for us to, to show up and be able to love each other in a way that we know, people will know that we are his. Absolutely. The mark of a Christian is loving one another. It's been wonderful having you, Arnita. Thank you so much for your wisdom and for sharing this with us. Uh, it's been a blessing to work with you. Thank you for having me, Kay. Thank you, Arnita. Thanks for listening to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. You can find more podcast episodes and resources for women in leadership by going to beyondordinarywomen.org. 
This podcast is produced by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministry. Our production team includes Evelyn Babcock, Kay Daigle, Deborah Herring, and Sharifa Stevens. Theme music, Back in Stride by Don Miller, used courtesy of Christine Miller.